This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. The Bigger Picture on BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon and welcome to Front Row Under the MCO where we, um, I suppose, bring you our recommendations of arts, culture and entertainment that you can consume while you're safely at home. And uh, I'm Sharmila Ganesan and with me is Dashran Yohan. So as always, we have two recommendations for you. First up, in these times of, uh, in these difficult times, we're all looking for hope. And if you're a world famous musician named Hope, it only makes sense to offer a little bit of it through your music. So we're featuring the Hope at Home series, where British-Irish classical violinist Daniel Hope performed chamber concerts from his living room in Berlin with specially invited guests. Yeah, and he only did, uh, he did 34 episodes in total, each streaming live daily, and the final episode aired on the 3rd of May. But as the videos are still available on the Arte concert website, we wanted to feature it so that you can hop on over there in case you've missed them. So here's Hope explaining why he decided decided to do this series. As a musician, I've been at home for the last three weeks. All concerts have been cancelled and I've been watching the internet and seeing wonderful musicians communicating with each other, sharing videos, sharing posts, staying in touch. And so we thought it would be nice to create a series for you to make music and to share it for the next two weeks. Of course, at the moment, it's a very difficult time for many of us for musicians, but for everybody. And I think all of us are experiencing being in confinement differently. Perhaps it's a chance to be creative. Perhaps it's a chance to be sad. But for sure, at the moment, I'm convinced everybody's had enough of bad news. So my job tonight is not to spread any more bad news, but to make music. And you might be asking, how do we do this? How do we create a television studio in the living room, especially at this time. Well, I can assure you, we have unmanned cameras here and we have just two musicians. We're at least two meters apart. <laughs> You'll realize that the lockdown in Germany is vastly different from what we have here. <laughs> um, Hope was allowed to have guests in his home as long as they maintained a 1.5 meter distance between them. Um, and I hope that he already had the baby grand in his living room because otherwise I'm not sure how he would have maneuvered that. <laughs> uh, so if you miss Hope's 2013 performance here in Malaysia at the Day One Philharmonic Petronas, you won't regret streaming all 34 episodes of these concert, uh, concerts clocking in at about 30 minutes each and we'll start with something from the very last episode so this was one that Daniel Hope fans had been waiting for since he released the very first video it featured a guest appearance by German-born British composer Max Richter we recommend BBC streaming of his 8-hour epic composition Sleep a couple of weeks ago so Hope worked with Richter in 2012 when the composer rearranged Vivaldi's The Four Seasons in postmodern avant-garde style. Hope was the solo violinist taking on the task of a completely reimagined arrangement of Vivaldi's much-beloved spring
spring, summer, autumn and winter compositions. Mm, but what we'd like to draw your attention to in this final episode of Hope at Home is another piece composed by Richter uh, and the song called This Bitter Earth or The Nature of Daylight had previously only existed in a collage in Martin Scorsese's film Shutter Island uh, and it was performed in full for the very first time in Hope's living room. So here's Joy Denelani. I hope I'm saying that right. Here's Joy Denelani uh, singing it, This Bitter Earth. This bitter earth Lord, this bitter earth What good is love That no one shares And if my life is like the dust Ooh, that hides The glow of a rose What good am I So these chamber concerts gave Hope a lot of freedom to experiment and innovate with an eclectic selection of special guests. For most of the episodes, he was accompanied by Christoph Israel, a Berlin-based pianist, arranger, composer and producer. He also invited at least one or more guests for each episode. As he said, he lives in, a, in one of the world's most musical cities and none of these other performers had anything penciled in in their diaries for the moment. <laughs> so great time for some home concerts. Yeah. He also experimented with a variety of musical styles. Um, you know, one night he'd pay tribute, <clears throat> excuse me, one night he'd pay tribute to Bach, another night he would feature an actor reciting Pablo Neruda. Um, and it wasn't just classical music, you know, he played music by Billy Joel, Frank Sinatra, Nina Simone, George Michael. You know, the list goes on and it's it's just fabulous to listen to. Um, here's a snippet from episode 31 where he and other uh, four other musicians played a reduced version of Camille Sanson's uh, The Carnival of the Animals, in which Hope recited text by American poet Ogden Nash, and he dedicated this episode to children everywhere. Here's a clip from it. Number 12, fossils. At midnight in the museum hall, the fossils gathered for a ball. There were no drums or saxophones, but just the clatter of their bones. A rolling, rattling, carefree circus of mammoth polkas and mazurkas. Pterodactyls and brontosauruses sang ghostly prehistoric choruses. Amid the mastodonic wassail, I caught the eye of one small fossil. Cheer up, sad world, he said and winked. It's kind of fun to be extinct. <laughs> Thank you. 
And since Hope began streaming the home concerts, he also received numerous videos from other performers of their own homemade performances. He made it to a uh, he made it a point to try and feature one of these videos in each episode. Uh, so here's one from episode 20 of the Choir of the Netherlands Radio singing a vigil composed by Sergei Rachmaninoff, uh, recorded in multi-track with each member of the choir singing from their home. While this clip doesn't feature Hope or his guest musicians, it was too beautiful not to share. That was really lovely, wasn't it? Yeah. It's such a, you know, it's such a pleasant listening experience. Yeah. Know, and, and I really love how diverse the the, the, the kind of music yep. is, you know. Um, really something for everyone to check out, even if you don't think you like classical music. Yeah, definitely. So these concerts are available on demand through the Arte Concert website or on Daniel Hope's Facebook page for 90 days after broadcast. So it would be remiss of us if we didn't take this opportunity to give you a glimpse of Hope's full virtuoso genius in the hope that you will go to discover more of his music. So we leave you now with the full orchestral version of Winter from Max Richter's recomposed Vivaldi's The Four Seasons featuring Daniel Hope and the Concert House Kammer Orchestra Berlin Symphony Orchestra, BFM 89.9.
built for marketeers. BFM 89.9. I must make this announcement. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me devastation! Yes, from classical music to metal, because that's how we roll here on yeah. Front Row under the MCO. I'm Sharmila Ganesan and with me is Dashran Yohan. And uh, if you're a metalhead and miss going to concerts, headbanging and uh, rocking out in mosh pits, well, Metallica's really got your back. Um, yeah. You know, the metal band has been uploading some of their most popular live concert performances on YouTube every Tuesday morning at 8am Malaysia time. Uh, and these videos all start with one of the band members, usually bassist Robert Trujillo, um, introducing the video and dropping in some fun facts about that particular concert. Now, Dashran, I know you are super excited yeah, to talk about this one. So, like, I've been wanting to talk about this for quite some time, right? Because I love Metallica; it's my favorite band. So, I've got a short story to share, maybe later if we got if you have enough time. But you know, first, let's give some background information on the band. So, uh, Metallica is an American heavy metal band, specifically of the thrash metal subgenre. So, the band was formed in 1981 in Los Angeles by vocalist slash uh, frontman guitarist James Hat uh, Hatfield and drummer Lars Ulrich. The band's first uh, tempos, intruma- uh, instrumentals and aggressive musicianship Sorry. You're very excited. Yes, I'm I very tell. excited. Okay. <laughs> uh, made them one of the, the founding big four bands of trash metal alongside Megadeth, Anthrax and Slayer. Yes. And Metallica, of course, earned a growing fan base in the underground music community and they won massive critical acclaim with their first five um, albums. The band's third album, Master of Puppets, which was released all the way back in 1986, yep. is still considered by many to be one of the most influential thrash metal albums of all time. And Metallica has released 10 studio albums, four live albums, a cover album, five extended plays, 37 singles, and 39 music videos. Yep. And, you know, not not only that, the band has also won nine Grammy Awards from 23 nominations, right? And speaking of the Grammys, so heavy metal artists were only recognized by the Grammys back in 1989. So the category back then was initially called the Best Hard Rock Slash Metal Performance. Mm-hmm. So so uh, the first one was won by Jethro Tull and that oh, for the for his album Crest of a Knave beating Metallica, which was the band that was expected to win, <laughs> uh, you know this this award for their album and Justice for All. And so because of you know the, the because the award went to Jethro Tull, the voting body received massive backlash from fans and critics alike. So many journalists suggested that Jethro Tull's music did not belong in the category in the first place, especially not when you call the category heavy metal, right? right? And so because of this, the Recording Academy created a separate heavy metal category the following year and Metallica won this category for the first 
three years in a row. So I know Metallica ranks as one of the most commercially successful mm-hmm. bands of all time. Um, but I'm more interested to know what your favorite Metallica song is. So, okay. So I, it's, if you ask me what's my second favorite song, right, that will be tough because there's so many to pick. But when, you, when it comes to my absolute favorite, it has to be Master of Puppets from their third studio album of the same name, right? So this, like, this song has incredibly powerful lyrics. The Master of Puppets here refers to drugs controlling your mind. Mm-hmm. The song is about substance abuse and listening to it, you know, kind of makes me sad sometimes because, you know, the sort of irony that the lead singer James Hatfield, who wrote the lyrics to the song, has been struggling with substance abuse of his own, going in and out of rehab. So it always makes me wonder if... You know, he he writes he wrote the lyrics to this song from sort of personal experience, and you know this song also has the most intoxicating guitar solo ever. So that was the beautiful guitar solo of Master Puppets from <laughs> Kirk Hammett performed at the House of Vans in London in 2016. So Sharmila, what's a Metallica song that you love listening to? So one of my favourites, um, and here I'm going to start like a real um, book geek, um, <laughs> it's probably For Whom the Bell Tolls um, okay. from their second album, Ride the Lightning. The song, of course, is um, really heavily inspired by Ernest Hemingway's novel from, the 1940, uh, from 1940. It has the same name. Uh, and the song starts with the tolling of bells, which talks about the process of death when it comes to war. Um, there are also specific nods made to chapter 27 in the book, in which soldiers are brutally murdered um, during an airstrike. So here is um, a little bit of that. So that was a snippet of For Whom the Bell Tolls performed at the Outside Lands Festival in San Francisco in 2017. Uh, really, listening to all of these makes me wish that I had had the opportunity to watch them perform live. Yeah. How did you get into Metallica in the first place? So, okay, this is an interesting story because, you know, growing up, I think a lot of people from our generation maybe have similar experiences where, you know, the older people sort of tell us, you know, metal music is just noise, you know, don't, uh, you know, don't listen to it. Or if it does come on, 
the radio, maybe they switch the channels and all that, right? So I, I never really, I, I, I was never really exposed to metal music that much. But then I think when I was 14 or 15, I went to this uh, very small arts festival organized by one of the schools, mm-hmm. one of the neighboring schools. And I saw my best friend's older brother performing Enter Sandman. So at that time, I didn't even know what Enter Sandman was. Okay, so I legit thought you were going to say Metallica showed up. Oh. I was going to be really, yes. really If Metallica impressed. showed up to one of the schools in Johor Bahru, that would be something. <laughs> but you know, this was just, you know, my best. Close be- enough, yes, your introduction. Close, yes. Mm. So, and I was just blown away because that was my sort of real introduction to sort of more niche metal other than say, maybe the like My Chemical Romance or things like that, right? Or Van Sevenfold. So when I listen to Enter Sandman when he performed it, I was mind blown. And I was also, (laughs) you know, open to this idea of what metal music, the performance nature of it, because this this guy, my best friend's elder brother, he was performing with his tongue. He was playing the guitar with his tongue and with his <laughs> at the guitar at the back of his head and like all sorts of things like that. And I was so so I was just so mesmerized by it. And then I became uh, obsessed. You know, I asked my friend, what's that song he's playing? I started downloading all the songs. You know, at that time we had the tiny MP3 player that looks like a pen drive. And I just filled <laughs> it up with Metallica and I was just so obsessed with the band from morning until night I used to listen to Metallica so as as a diehard fan mm-hmm. um, is it, I, it what's the experience watching these concerts that they're releasing okay so it's I, I'm I've never been lucky enough to catch them live right so this is definitely the, the next best thing I would say of course you know you're not there with the crowd you know putting your fist in the air and screaming you know but it's still it's still very interesting because you still get to feel the atmosphere and there are still moments where the singer will stop singing and then he will just sort of let the crowd take over yeah. so it's a very interesting uh, it's very different from just listening to the album. Okay, well, if you are a fan of Metallica or of heavy metal or just want to start getting into it, what better way than to check out these concerts that the band has been uploading every Tuesday at 8am Malaysia time on their official YouTube channel. There is also a donate button and you can contribute to Metallica's All Within My Hands Foundation. The funds are directed to hunger and other COVID-19 needs. Um, So that's all the time we have for today's show. You can look us up on um, Facebook. We are BFM The Bigger Picture. You can also tweet us at BFM Radio. You can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. And if you've missed any part of today's show, you can look up the podcasts at bfm.my, uh, BFM, on the BFM app or on Spotify. We will um, leave you now, uh, but coming up at 1pm, we have Ali Johan and Otniel Ting with the Midday Music Machine. Uh, and now a little bit more of Metallica, because why not? Here's Enter Sandman from their 1991 show in Michigan, BFM 89.9.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.